Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. Uh, this wonderful, mystical place where you get to hear me and Jimmy and Matt, quite as usual, talk about the news. We got a weird little exhausting and stressful twist for you this week, and that is that uh, that, that for once we are I are the news, kind of, in, in a weird way. Oh, um, nice. It's going to be interesting to comment on that from, from this perspective here, mm-hmm. but I... Uh, I, I don't know. Like before, before we get into small talk and before we really dive into it, I just want to say that this week has been absolutely super duper stressful. Because on top of juggling bunny hop, on top of juggling my day job, I'm now mm-hmm. juggling being a controversial internet figurehead. For, yeah, you're kind of you're, you're somewhat of a celebrity. A little bit. I, I had to completely redo the topic I had planned for this week and put it back next week so I could get out a faster video about the the controversy that happened on Monday. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. I was also like talking with reporters and PR people and um, some other parties who commented on the issue to try to get enough things sorted away for me to have good material for the end of this week and also mm-hmm. youtube themselves kind of ended up butting in in a very very helpful way that made for an interesting story which uh right which we will get into after we talk about what we've done this week i unfortunately have not done much this week so <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna pass the tor- torch off first in the very beginning no ugh, i i just i haven't played a real game <laughs> like all week because i've been too busy not been playing, playing the most dangerous games. game Life. Yeah, the 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 game dun, dun, of man. <laughs> <laughs> what even? Uh, what yeah. even? Well, okay, let's give Matt the uh, yeah, yeah, let's the forefront. Matt, you, let's you know, push you him know, into like you say that, but every week I'm first, <laughs> and then I pass the search. Um, I have been. I decided I played The Witcher two, right? And, and I was like, you know what? Oh. Yeah, I, I played a Witcher two, and people were saying, "No, Matt, you have to do the same thing as Dragon Age. You have to play Dragon mm-hmm. um, Witcher one." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." And I almost regretted it until like a few hours in. Like at first, it's just like you know, like I'm we so all told you before, like B movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like poor voice acting, <laughs> poor transitions mm-hmm. from uh, for for the story. It's a little. <laughs> Uh, weird it's it's okay. very low budget it's a very right. low budget feel to it then like you start to enjoy it and put uh-huh. some of those <laughs> I, I guess uh, you know low budget bad taste to the side and actually experience the game and it's actually quite good actually, you you overcome the cringe curve yeah that's the term the i point- used to use for it the cringe curve the cringe <laughs> curve that's funny and it's actually a fantastic game. Like, really? I think I it, it made part two even better. I almost feel like playing part two over again because I enjoyed part one so much. Because part two, without playing part one and not understanding what like The Witcher One was, it, it was it was almost it almost feels like a passion project from a small studio back in the day. They wanted mm-hmm. to make something very ambitious and very huge, and they end up pulling it off. Of course, you know game design flaws and things slip through the cracks, but they ended up with a, a really interesting game. Um, hmm. I'm so it, glad it, that you feel this way. Yeah, it, it's it's 
I don't know. I've never felt. It's been a while since I played an old game and I felt like this. Oh, like, man. wow. Like, it, and it feels end, really oh good to hear this. God. Like, <laughs> I have the, goosebumps right now because I'm so happy you're happy. <laughs> I'm so I'm trying not to be too happy because I want to save some for my review, but like it, there's there's certain theories because um, I something happened at the end. If you guys have played The Witcher 1 where mm-hmm. two characters are very related to each other, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you guys will get it if you played it. It uh, instantly hits you at the end of the game because you realize mm-hmm. certain things, certain similarities. And you're just your mind is blown, and I've that's the <laughs> biggest mind blown I've ever seen in, in a franchise. It's, and no, it, it's not even thrown in your face. It's exactly, not even it's your a face. really, really subtle like revelation about the villain that you would not realize unless you thought about it. They don't, like you said, they don't shove it in your face. You actually have to think about it yes. to get what's so amazing about this one particular plot twist. Mm-hmm. And there's many, there's many others as well. And you're just going around being like the Witcher, you know. And the <laughs> game is about is is about identity. Like, mm-hmm. who are you as a Witcher? And and mm-hmm. you make these choices. I've never these choices are good. Like it's not black and white. I mean, a lot of people say that oh, the great choices, but this like it makes you feel icky. It's like, man, did I make the right choice? And it's not I, black it's, and white. It, it, they're also like long term, which is something a yeah. lot of a lot of games don't really do. Like you won't, you can't really save scum your way around choices in The Witcher. You really do have to play through them again because that's the amount of difference they make. Either mm-hmm. way, there's still going to be consequences. You can't just like, oh, these are the best choices. I feel like this game, like, it just doesn't allow you that luxury. It's it's dark and gritty, and I, it's funny. <laughs> you know, some scenes are ruined totally with the voice acting and, and the roughness of the cuts of the transitions, mm-hmm. but it's it's still good. Oh, I, I, it's I, really... my fa- I wish <laughs> I played this when I was young. I would I really... totally feel like this was a hidden gem. I really appreciate that you say that the game's about identity because um, you come into the world from the perspective of of like kind of an oppressed minority. (laughs) Like everyone hates Geralt. And as a result, the story is written where, well, because he's like he's he's a witcher. They, They consider him a mutated freak. So they have like this weird relationship with him where he is othered. He is, um... You can easily pick him out from a crowd. He he has right. white skin. They 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 kind of sort of put him down in other ways where they bring him up because he's also a specialist witcher hunter who they need or not witcher a a specialist monster hunter who they need to take care of their monster problems and also like even underlying that this this is like a super duper manly fantasy about hunting monsters and also since he's a witcher he's like immune and sterile. <laughs> Which yeah. means he gets to have consequence-free, casual sex with, like, everyone in these <laughs> Constantly. games. Constantly, right. Constantly. And and it's, like, really interesting to be playing from the perspective of, of someone who is, like, exoticized and also ostracized by, by the majority of the game world, both at the same mm-hmm. time. And... I, I, I love how the game, both games, I'm not liking Witcher 2 as much as I did the first one, but I'm noticing in both yeah. of them, and I mentioned this last week, they dedicate most of their time and attention to the towns and the cities rather than the countryside outside, because so mm-hmm. much more of the game is about like exploring those social issues 
from the perspective of a of an outlander and it's kind of a um a, a cynical dig at like the the pastoral idealism of of medieval fantasy mm-hmm. like everyone it's it's absolutely gorgeous to behold both of these games are are drop dead beautiful there's some right. awesome looking countrysides some some beautiful farms lakes and ponds and a lot of detail spent uh Tracing out the day-night cycle of the townspeople going out to farm, coming home to eat at a big, uh, like, long cabin together, then telling stories by the campfire, going to bed, and beginning another hard day of work in the fields. But when you walk past them, they, like, spit on you and, and call you names, and also, like, whine about their problems you might be able to solve. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you end up exploring a lot of really interesting issues from a really interesting perspective that they do about as good a job with writing out as as they don't <laughs> like you said it's still it, it's really low budgeted and janky and like foreign also from from my audience's mm-hmm. perspective which back when i played the witcher one made it endearing it was like a western rpg that didn't feel like a western rpg in terms of its tone and style like it, it was, it was strangely alien. Even though on a surface level, all of the symbols it was using were instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. It was that's fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it that's I, I don't want to drag it anymore. It's it's a good game, and if you could get through the jankiness, and you know, some people don't like the combat, which I didn't mind too much. And if if, if you're really that. If you really don't want to do potions and all that, just put the game on easy and just go through the story because it's going to make The Witcher 3 way better. And I haven't even played The Witcher 3, but I know how how much better The Witcher 2 is to me because I played The Witcher 1. Um, even so, though I feel like The Witcher 2 is not as... Uh, it's not as deep as The Witcher 1 is. And I don't want to hype it up too much, but it's just... It's just I just never thought... My expectations were so low mm-hmm. because Witcher 2 was just like empty compared be- because you didn't know the story of him, you know? And um, I feel like I'm going to need to do that. Like my current plan right now is to finish up this playthrough of Witcher 2. But like I said, the last time I played Witcher 1 was like seven years ago, even though it was one of my favorite RPGs back then. And right. yeah, they're just hammering, or hammering away in the background right now. But um <laughs> What was I going to say? I I feel like I might not be enjoying it as much because I'm losing so many details that the sequel might be expecting me to remember from the first game. Uh Uh-huh. And and also um, just being able to piece together my own coherent decision string between all three games is going to be fun. My plan is to finish with Switcher 2 playthrough right now, go back to The Witcher 1, play through it all the way from beginning to end, then do The Witcher 2 from beginning to end again, but with different decisions, so... Because in The Witcher 2, there is a decision at the end of the first act that changes fucking everything. Mm. And and doing that, and then doing The Witcher 3, which means if I ever review The Witcher 3, it's going to be out way after launch, which is, like, totally, I guess, shirking a an obligation I may have to be reviewing this game on time. But at the same time, I'm, like, such a big fan of that first game on a personal level, I at least want to make sure that I, like, come into the others from 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 a ripening perspective. Yeah, I I I wonder how much um, transferring your save from one to two to two to three is gonna make in part three. 
I'm kind of scared sure about be that because I, I'm, I might have to play it again, and I have a lot well, of work to do. The Witcher 2 will make a new save for you. Yeah, and, but yeah, a lot of but work. It doesn't that's have, what's, yeah, that's what's. I wonder yeah, if it's sorry. that Dragon Age thing where you have to transfer all the saves and stuff like that. But at least I in Dragon Age, you had like the keep where you get to choose all your your. You don't uh, get that choices. in The Witcher. No, you don't. You no, have you to don't. go on the Nexus and look up a saved game that you like. <laughs> the, oh, that's interesting. That's that's what I did. I tried to remember what happened in The Witcher One, and I picked out the save that looked like the most like what I remembered from The Witcher One. Because um, there were something like three different choices within three different um, earlier branches. So you ultimately had like nine different files to choose from mm-hmm. on uh, when I was searching around for a good Witcher 2 save to start out with. And even then, that's still kind of impressive that there are like... Your, your gear transfers over, but there are like nine different branches starting in the first game that change things in the second game significantly enough for fans to be hosting these save games for them. Dang. And, and like, yeah, how many more branches does that create for The Witcher 3? This is really cool. I, li- I love that Dragon Age and The Witcher are doing this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I, I guess also Mass Effect, but, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to vomit real quick. Oh, I didn't. I didn't understand the joke. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I had to explain it. <laughs> the noises I make on this podcast. <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks for the the explanation. I guess mm-hmm. Jimmy, what's what's got you in a mood today? Uh, which which Monster which, which you been up to? No, not Monster Hunter. It's, it's the fact, same thing as The Witcher, in- dude. Yeah. In fact, I uh, I actually need to take the time right now to issue a formal apology to uh, Matthew Bartholomew Visual right now, um, because I am a filthy hypocrite, and I am actually not only this entire week, but currently right now playing World of Warcraft. Oh, oh snap! How you liking it? Uh, I, I played a little bit before in Cataclysm, um, and and I, I enjoyed it at the time. It was too fast. It felt like everything flew by because of all their like, they're like, oh, refer a friend and get a million levels in a day. Right. And so we like, me and my friends like hit 60 in like a week on in Kata because it was, and we weren't even playing like a lot. We would out level every instance before we finished it once. And so, yeah, but now we're, we're hush hush playing on a private server, but uh, (laughs) it's uh, a humanity. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel bad because Blizzard uh, took $180 from me of uh, a year of WoW that I was not logged into the game for, and they would not refund it to me. Um, oh. So this is my <laughs> this oh, is my getting they, back at them. What they did it like every month, and you just yeah, it was a monthly thing, and it wasn't because this is before I had any sort of credit card, so it was on my dad's card, and so he never he didn't think much of it, and one day he asked like, oh, just making sure that um this uh blizzard entertainment charge is still you and i was like what do you mean and he's like oh yeah it's just been this and i was like oh no so that is so yeah that sucks can you guess what they're what they're offering um of like a like a like uh sorry offering to me was can you guess no i i can't even was it game time it was one free month of World of Warcraft. One? Just one? One. How much is that these days? 15 bucks. 
is still 15 bucks. Yeah. One? I mean, they yeah. lost like 3 million in the past couple months, so. Oh, yeah. They've been, they've been going. shitty. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, another they're expansion. Not, People buy it. Yeah. They make money. Yeah. Not to say that they're doing bad for themselves. They're still definitely like the front runner. But yeah. They're, you know. Um, but yeah, so so I've been playing. I have been playing World of Warcraft with my friends, and uh, you sound it's, like it. You sound. I I feel like the the lonely nights of you know your girlfriend or your wife going to sleep alone as you play World of Warcraft, <laughs> and you're like you know like in your underwear. I mean, I, I'm playing it at work, so I don't have to play it at home. <laughs> oh, That's that makes it so in. much better. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just like grinding right now. I'm just uh, working my my skinning. I'm leveling up my skinning, so I don't not doing anything too intensive. But yeah, I'm I'm annoyed that I'm enjoying it as much as I've been enjoying it. It's one of those things where I was like, okay, I'll put in like an hour a week with you guys, and then I I quickly out leveled everybody. I you you talked about your experience with cataclysm going by way too fast and that was the exact opposite of how it worked with me and what turned me off permanently from the game it was it was way too slow for me to handle and well, it's partly cuz i was like trying to do everything quote unquote legit which mm -hmm. means i think on some fundamental level i don't understand the appeal of mmos mm -hmm. like i was trying to level up solo i mm -hmm. i got all the way to 40 and i hated it cuz my entire game time was just spent pressing two four three because i was a rogue and that's what you do when you play a rogue and level up Currently solo and yes don't join a guild and don't have your friends preferred and lots of truth to that yes currently playing a rogue I, I so you just well the timer based combat like set me off and so did the extremely slow pace of leveling or at least the way i was doing it because um i was doing it the way that felt natural which was to not which was, was to try to immerse myself in the fantasy to some degree, which mm. I found impossible given the multiplayer aspect of it. Yeah. Um, like, I loved okay, the way well, the game all, looked when there weren't other players on the screen. <laughs> first of all, what expansion did you play during? This was during Cataclysm. Oh, okay. So, like, and way Cataclysm back in 2006. Okay, well, okay. To be fair... Um, Cataclysm was too fast for me because of the referral system. Right, and I didn't do that. Right. It, I think you might have enjoyed your time if you had a referral system and, like, two buddies to play with because that's the thing is it, like, increased your experience gain by, like, unreasonable levels. Like, it was it was comical how fast you would out-level quests. You, you would, think like, that was do just for people who were coming back? It was It was definitely to get them back to their, like... Like, cause I, I, I have the feeling that people coming back want to be at their, like, oh, I want my, my 85 with their, with their, you know, top tier gear and all that. And so that was like a, if you come back, well, you can get to that really, really fast. And then they were like, okay. Which I think was the same reason that they made Death Knights start at four, at what, 55 is like, yeah, you don't have to go through all the bullshit. You can just go straight to the part you want to play. And I was like, eh, I guess. Do you think they saw all those posts on the internet of people posting heroic stories of their brave video game addiction breaking uh, struggles of them deleting their characters? <laughs> and then Blizzard was like, you know what? This is a new this is a new market we can tap. These guys quit our game and went outside and made friends. 
So if they start a new account and refer their friends, oh, we no. can get them back to where they left off and have another customer. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredibly cynical way to look at it, but also That's probably totally kind of accurate. Yeah. Well, I doubt. I doubt it's one hundred percent accurate, but it it might have been a way to to like consciously bring at least like a, a small percentage of of quitters back. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like you said, if it was going too fast for a first-time player, then that means it would have been just right for a long-time player. Right. <laughs> Who uh, had to make his character back from scratch again. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. We're, we're playing on Wrath of the Lich King, which is pretty much going at the perfect speed, because we, uh, we don't have the referral thing, none of that stuff, and just, uh, I don't know. I'm having a good time in spite of myself. And well, if it's a private server, that means there's going to be no one else there, and you're just going to have to stick with him, which means that, like, a shitload of the game's content is not going to be playable. Um, actually, no, raids. no, it's private server as in private-owned server, not, like, we're oh. the only person here. Is it, is it like, so decently populated? Roman, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's anywhere from 2,000 to 5,000 people on, online at a time. Can, can you... Let's see if I can remember it. L4G... Oh, God. What was the name of that, like, mine that had a pirate ship at the bottom of it? <laughs> I, I don't what? know. It was one of the first uh, multi-person raids you're supposed to do in World of Warcraft. Um, there was a big green field that looked pretty, and then there was a cave with some mines and a bunch of enemies, and there was a pirate ship at the bottom of it. You don't rem- You guys don't remember that one? Uh, I mean, I didn't... Like I said, in Kata, I bypassed so many things because we were like... We did, like, what, Scarlet Monastery or something, and we just, like, went in, and as we came out of it, we already had to move on to another raid somewhere, like, or instance somewhere, like, way far away, because we were already just done, you know? Maybe you just never did that one. Alliance or Horde? Alliance. Oh, God, what am I thinking about then? Hmm, I see see a screenshot of it. No, I mean, that might not be the one. It's too big for me to look up this specific one, I guess. <laughs> I would not know the names of any of those things to save my life. I've only ever done a very few amount of of uh, instances or raids. Instances, that's what they were called. Uh, that's that's uh, like an old it, concept. Is, is it? I don't know, no, Matt, you it's play not, MMOs. It's not, yeah, yeah you, 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 you know what an instance is. Yeah. I mean, there's technically there's instances in Bloodborne. There's yeah. instances in Destiny. I, I don't, I just, I just hate MMOs to such an irrational passion. I like tried to Whoa. block that word out of my mind. Hate? Oh, we're going, oh, geez, so powerful. <laughs> I, hey, hey there, George. That's, that's insulting. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's insulting, George. <laughs> You shouldn't hate MMOs. See, now we have another MMO player on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm officially a MMO veteran. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Jim Visual. Um, I'm going to be doing some videos for you today on uh, um, uh, Dead or Alive Online 6. Oh, Dead or Alive Online 6. <laughs> There's that been real? this recent update Dead that added more booby <laughs> physics to Dead or Alive 6. You guys, online. you guys, I got something to say. Mm-hmm. Dead or Alive 5 actually is a free-to-play online, like, cash shop-based game now. Oh, yeah, oh, that's no. right. Yeah. You, you might have seen it on the Xbox One. It's called Dead or Alive Last Round. You download mm-hmm. it, and you get, like, a starter pack of, of three characters in, like, 20 jillion costumes. Mm-hmm. 
And you can play online infinitely and mm-hmm. as much as you want with these three characters, but you can't play story mode or um, unlock any any of the unlockables until you pay for them one at a time. Mm. And I'm sure there is some kind of bundle that's sixty dollars. It's most of the game, but the cash shop for Dead or Alive these days is fucking enormous. Yeah, like it's, it's like ridiculous. It is so large that they can afford to make the game like free to start out with. Dang, because um, when when you have these three characters and you play through an arcade mode with them, you can go up against all the other fighters in the game. They, huh. they don't lock those out. They just lock out who you can play as. They don't lock mm-hmm. out who the CPU can play as or who the online opponents can play as. Right, right. So you actually get to, like, witness and, and study and sample from from the full roster, mostly on the receiving end, though. Mm-hmm. But it's still... It, it's... I, I don't know. I can't call it an MMO, so mm-hmm. instead I'll just call it a... Mo. <laughs> Mo. Multiplayer online, it's a mafka. You can still, you, know, you can still call it an MMO, but the first M now just stands for moderately. It's it's a mildly multiplayer online fighting game. It's a free to play mildly multiplayer online fighting game, and Damn. um, that's so, weird. Yeah, you joked, but it it almost happened, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that makes me a little sad. Do you remember Soul Calibur online? No, yeah. it was but a I don't like play. the sound of that. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't great. It wasn't super. It was great. amazing. You don't know what you're talking about. All MMOs yeah. are amazing. Nothing is wrong with them. Grinding is a thing the of the past. One. Yeah, all of them are the best. One of them. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, okay. Like, um, I don't know. What, what What's different about World of Warcraft nowadays? Because um, I, I know in like 2011 or 12 or something, it was supposed to go through a complete overhaul. Well, all I know I don't know what I, I'm talking about. I don't about. know anything about anything past Kata. Yeah. In fact, I almost don't even know the expansion names. I know there was uh Mr. Pandaria. Pandaria because they added the pandas and my friends all complained. <laughs> I think um, that's the last one. No, no, there's been two really? since then. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh yeah. my god. It's been it's been one I, since then. It's Wad. Wode. Warlords, Warlords of, of Draenor. Draenor? Oh, yeah, god. okay. I'm World so of Draenor, confused. but didn't they didn't they just announce the next one? Oh, I'm pretty uh, sure they just announced the next one. Oh, to get all the people back? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that one. Yeah. Okay, give me a second to kill this starving dire wolf and and skin its skin off. Whoa! And then um, go. D- it's it's okay. All you have <laughs> you're, to you're do not is press playing right now. Two, four, Are three. you Jimmy? Right right now at this moment. I, I said that. I said that. Oh oh um, oh, oh oh Jimmy. Oh no, that's oh, Jimmy. I thought. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh you might need some help. Where was I thought they just announced the next expansion. I have a therapist that you can use. Uh, Warcraft Jimmy. next expansion, quadruple Larson. Uh Matt Matt plays what you're doing right now is he denial, has a therapist. Jimmy. It's the denial. Right now, Jimmy, he, it's denial. He, he can hook you up with the support <laughs> network. Yeah. You, he's been there. He he knows the struggle, friend. Mm. That's why now I play regular games. <laughs> We've switched like regular lives. people. Yeah, I know, right? Um, okay, well, I can't find it. It's, it's okay. I, I'm, I feel like they just announced it, but I could be also very wrong. For some reason, my mindset is meant to consider every new WoW expansion as some kind of big, major tentpole event. Because mm-hmm. the last time I think I remember reading people care about it was Mists of Pandera. Like, yeah. Warlords of Draenor, that came out... 
when they did the goat simulator MMO simulator, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was an achievement that said better than drainer when you like picked up a piece (laughs) of shit from the ground and put it in your inventory. Wow. I I didn't know about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, there is an inventory (laughs) item in goat MMO simulator called a piece of shit. Oh, and you get it for requests and you get it as loot drops. But anyways, yeah, I, why did I care more about Goat Simulator than I did WoW? Um, I feel like, well, first of all, I feel like Warlords of Draenor was a pretty nondescript, uh, <laughs> uh, like, expansion. Like, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm all sound, like, very cool, and they're all very interesting. I, you know, mind you, I wasn't really up with the, with the lore of, a, of World of Warcraft, but, um... I, I do know a lot about like Burning Crusade, Cataclysm, Wrath of the Lich King, and to an extent Mist of Pandaria, but Warlords of Draenor just sounds like it should have been like an added subtitle to the first one in the series. Mm. Draenor is uh something you put in your sink to yes. um Yes, Warlords of Draeno. <laughs> yeah, there we wow. go. Wow. I was originally gonna say that Draenor is jargon. Mm-hmm. And the other titles, except for Pandaria, don't have jargon in them. Yeah, that's true. And Pandaria, though, is fucking kung fu pandas that have character and made a big deal because everyone was like, these pandas are stupid, yeah. which meant that it didn't really matter that it was jargon. It still could market itself <laughs> off of that controversy and that flavor and the character the pandas brought. Yeah, it didn't matter that it was jargon because the pandas were stupid. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of controversy, That's... I heard there's some no. controversy going on on eBay. Oh yes, that is right. You are correct, my friend Matt Bartholomew <laughs> Visual. <laughs> I just want to um, move on before before all the WoW fans kill themselves from listening to you guys talk trash. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, I, I like the game for the most part. By um, admission, yeah. I don't like the game, and I also don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about it. I'll guilty yeah, like as charged. I'm, I'm not going to say I, I know what I'm talking about a lot. There's definitely like MMO tropes all over this thing, but like, well, that's where it started. Well, that's it invented the, yeah, the tropes. I know, like the nest popularized, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I'm I'm not like like oh yeah, oh uh, fuck wow, it's stupid. Um, I just like yeah, I'm in, I'm that enjoying is. myself. It's not the best game in the world, but it's definitely an enjoyable game. You should go back to EverQuest, man. That's that's where it started. No, no, no. Go back to RuneScape. Go back to. I can't uh, believe you Ultima aren't playing Line. Dead or Alive Five last round. <laughs> <laughs> last round. Oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah. But yeah. Anyway, the the whole thing Matt was trying to do is get us to transition into the break so yeah. we can talk about news next time. And we accidentally brought it right back. Oh yeah, we we, had we to turned this ourselves. car 180 degrees around <laughs> and and came right back. But anyways, okay, eBay is taking down PT auctions. Oh no. So uh, that means that like the last kind of legit way to acquire PT mm-hmm. is at least not going to happen on eBay. I'm sure people are still going to be able to sell their PS4 some way, but it seems like what's happening here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, that's so shitty. I should never have to. Oh, God. Oh, it's so bad. It feels so dirty, dude. Right Jim after Sterling's the break. video. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, bye. I'm Mr. T, and this is my Night Elf Mohawk. T, there's no such thing as a night elf mohawk. Shut up, fool! Like I was saying, my mohawk storms through mighty forests on his frost saber. My mohawk. T, 
it's a warrior, not a mohawk. Well, maybe Mr. T hacked the game and created a mohawk class. Maybe Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Had that occurred to you, Mr. Condescending Director? I'm Mr. T and I'm a Night Elf Mohawk. What's your game? World of Warcraft. Try it for free at Warcraft.com. Rated T for Team. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast where we uh, all of a sudden take breaks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I went right into it. I completely forgot that the break was a thing because I was just so completely and utterly disgusted by the thought of having to go to Craigslist to buy uh. a Hideo Kojima game pre-installed on someone else's grimy old sweaty PlayStation. Holy shit. Oh, I bet it smells like pot, too. Oh, God. Oh, man. Craigslist <laughs> is not the best place to get stuff. Sometimes you get some good stuff, but man. You, 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 don't you know when you, you, you see people with dirt under their fingernails, like a lot of dirt? It's kind of like they that. They probably sell things on Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. And that's pro <laughs> it's probably what you're going to see inside of the console. You know, just like mm. dirt. I think it's... Important to clarify here for the listeners who aren't fully informed, eBay is taking down auctions for PlayStation 4s that have PT pre-installed. Note, eBay is taking them down. This is not a Konami move. There's a lot of crazy conspiracy theorists about them trying to infiltrate into eBay to cover up their history of, of PT, which honestly seems like something they would be happy to do because that's exactly what they're doing on the PSN store, but eBay is not their turf. eBay is taking them down. Uh, presumably because of worries of identity theft. They also don't allow people to sell cell phones and computers that would have compromising information on them, a username and password. Right. In order to get PT up and running on your console, you have to have a PlayStation account and the game added from a library, which mm -hmm. you can't do anymore because they slashed it off the mm. library. So even if you sell a PlayStation 4 with PT pre-installed and delete your account, then you can't actually play the game on the hard drive because you have to like register the the game from the library on the playstation store mm -hmm. and that listing isn't there anymore ah yeah. oh, God. That which means more you sense. have to buy a playstation with an active account from some guy on craigslist because mm -hmm. ebay decided that was too hot for ebay yeah Oh, you downloaded God. it, right, George? You downloaded it on yours, right? Yeah, yeah, I still have mine. Yeah, my friend has, still has his, too, so... Have you played it yet, Matt? Cause, yeah, um, yeah, I played the... it with a friend, okay, and I... We, we we got really scared. I should have... We 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 held each other a couple times. That's that's that cute. is it, it's it's scary. It's a really good scary... It's the good well, type of scary, not the... Oh, what's, something's what's chasing really scary me. Is, seeing something go away in history I'm as fast by and it. as visible as <sighs> this does. And, and I don't so exactly good. know like what the ideal solution would the ideal fucking solution would be to unlock it and let fans host this file. If Konami doesn't want to pay the the fifty dollar a month fucking hosting <laughs> bill for this game. Yeah. Oh my Jesus Christ. I, I I can't get mad. I can't get mad. I'm done. The the mod monetization thing I <laughs> Hey if you if you can't get mad I can get mad. Fuck Konami. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 pretty it's 
It's pretty bad. What a I, fucking I, stupid I thought thing. I was the only one enraged last time because you guys were pretty, pretty chill about it. Uh, and I, w- I was like, dude, like th- this is like, <laughs> this is one of the games I was looking forward to, and I don't look forward to ho- horror games. And it got canceled, and now PT is gone. Well, at yeah. least my friend has it, so we get to actually finish it one day. But yeah, right. It was like the last gasp of hope for for a genre that is just like not popular right now at all, which is no. Japanese console survival horror. On right. the other meanwhile, I, I I didn't want to say survival horror because like indie people and, and Western developers are doing fucking fantastic job with that genre right now. But seeing like this kind of production is something that just might not ever happen ever again if mm-hmm. if like expensive console games really are so such a shrinking viability that that konami is just deciding to pull out of them altogether maybe soon which is uh we're gonna be talking about that later but Mm -hmm. speaking of fuck konami (laughs) oh no have you guys heard about konami taking down super bunny hop's konami video who's super bunny hop super bunny hop is a youtube channel with a hundred thousand subscribers that produces editorial style news review and opinion content on youtube that's right george <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, so, that was a Red Leader um, Media reference there. I know. <laughs> red Leader Media. Red, red, red Leader. Red yeah, Letter. No, letter. Re, no, don't say red it. We might get copyright by. strikes <gasps> from Red. Le- so topical. Yeah, I get you exactly. Exactly. They took this video down from a Digital Millennium Copyright Act notification that uh, was was alleging that I was infringing on the copyright of Metal Gear Rising. Which, which is would completely mean, ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it would also mean that the Konami executive who watched this video and filed the claim themselves would um, have made it to the end of the video. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Because wow. <laughs> the, the Metal Gear Rising footage was only at the end of the video. They made yeah. it all the way through and then at the end said... You know what? This 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 video has Metal Gear Rising footage in it, and we might be able to make that work. And you know what's also hilarious is that it, it didn't work. Yeah. They I I I have never filed a DMCA takedown against anyone on YouTube, but I, I don't I don't know what that process is like. I don't mm-hmm. know all the bubbles in the forms you got to fill, but mm-hmm. I got a note from YouTube back saying that their claim was missing required information. And they also, which would make me think that they didn't fill out a bubble, right? But they Mm -hmm. actually (laughs) forwarded me an email with Konami where they were lecturing this executive on fair use. Yep. Oh, so hold up. It it was email back and forth? Completely embarrassing. They forwarded me an exchange, and I say exchange, it was most likely either a automated or pre-written cover letter they sent back to the claimant about how fair use law works in the United States and that in order to um, uh, uh, validate their claim, they would have to provide an explanation behind why the use of Metal Gear Rising in my video would not constitute fair use, Mm -hmm. which is, again, ridiculous. It's not even a gameplay video. There are 27 seconds of this stuff, half of which is spent in the main menu Throughout all of them, I am directly transforming the work of the original property 
by turning it into a video with no audio and also narrating on top of it about a very relevant issue of public concern, which yeah. falls into criticism and news reporting, which is what role that specific game plays in the company's future lineup, because mm -hmm. it is an example of a Kojima-less Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear game. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the future that this company now faces, uh, yep. which changed very recently when, mm -hmm. well, I guess to, to finalize that previous news story, the video's back up. My channel's in good standing. I put out a uh, video today detailing the embarrassing Oof. exchange Konami uh, apparently had with YouTube where, mm -hmm. where they got lectured about the law while trying to do something that a lot of people would argue should not be allowable under the law. Right. And, and it's just absolutely ridiculous that if you wrote an article like this in text on a website, you'd be fine. But mm -hmm. if you made a video about it on YouTube, then they can just snap their fingers and get rid of, of legitimate criticism and journalism and yeah. reviews, which uh, is, is completely overstepping their, their bounds on the First Amendment. But whatever, whatever. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, a more sadder issue, which is much more depressing about anything happening to little old me, is what's happening to the giant Konami Corporation itself. They um, have said that they're going to be focusing exclusively on mobile platforms in the future. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know how well you guys have paid attention to their lineup for this year, but there is only one, one game, Konami yeah. console game yeah. releasing this year. I was about to say, uh, which lineup are you talking about? Yeah. Which one is that? There is no line. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, there was still a possibility before this announcement that they would go on to make future Metal Gear Solid games without Kojima for the consoles. Now I guess it would end up on mobile because previously they did announce that they were hiring for a new Metal Gear project after the Phantom Pain, which means it would, if that project is going to end up somewhere it would end up on mobile yeah that makes sense so what what happened today on on thursday may 14th while recording this podcast is a uh statement from the new konami president not the ceo i was talking about in the video but the new president who um said that konami will be pursuing mobile games aggressively and that gaming has spread to a number of platforms but at the end of the day the platform that is always closest to us is mobile mobile is where the future of gaming lies okay <laughs> we okay. hope that our overseas games such as Metal Gear Solid 5 and Winning Eleven continue to do well, but we are always thinking about how to push our franchises onto mobile there, too. With multi-platform games, there's really no point in dividing the market into categories anymore. Mobile will take on the new role of linking the general public to uh, the gaming world. Uh, 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 mm. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, this <gasps> is Hideki Haya. Hayakawa, who is the president of Konami now, I I think he started work at the company in the late 90s, but mm -hmm. um, he, he goes on to say that the company will be strongly pursuing a pay-as-you-play model. Yep. Our games must move from selling things like items to selling things mm. like features. Oh, jeez. Oh, for for oh, the three no. of us in this room... That is going from one thing we already don't want to buy and don't buy. Like I, yeah, I, I don't, don't buy. 
Yeah. I don't buy anything. To to speculating <laughs> about something we bad. would like even less and buy even less. Yeah. And and it's like, well, here's the thing. It's it's this whole situation is extremely telling of of the like complete disregard for games as art that Konami has. Like the fact that that a man would say uh, we need to stop selling like items and start selling, selling features. features. That is like the most blatant, like spitting in the face of everybody who enjoys games as art. We need to start selling features. Features. We need to start selling parts of the game that we're just not going to give to people until they pay extra for it. <laughs> to be fair, everyone does that now and makes a killing anyway. I know, but that's. Ugh. I mean, I think the same of all of them too. They're they don't respect games as an art form or as an expressive medium, and it. They're just in there for toys the money. and their money-making machines, yeah. which is like... And like, PT is a commercial exactly. that has outlived its uselessness. PT, usefulness and PT is not a, a thing that they want people to play. PT is a thing that they want people to use to get them hyped to buy their product, which is Silent Hills. No feels, Silent Hills, no need for PT. It feels really weird calling game developers talent, but it really feels like there's a huge juxtaposition between the parent company and the talent here. Because yeah. um, Kojima is, is of course, making these games that are absolutely timeless, that are all about creepy, creepy things that Konami itself... Mm, sorry, I'm having a, a hot tea hiccups. That Konami itself may even be getting up to. I, I am really interested to see what he does um, come December. If, if the very, very original GameSpot rumors are true about mm -hmm. him leaving the company in December... Uh, because whatever he makes after that might be really cool if he decides not to retire or work for a different big publisher. Right. On one hand, I'm kind of okay if Konami decides to just pull out of console gaming entirely, and and if everyone ends up losing their job from that, then that means that that is going to suck for a while until they start working on new projects. Like, uh, I, I guess that's a lot of... Um, what you're seeing around 2008, 2009, a lot of Western developers who got laid off or quit their jobs at big AAA studios started making these super duper cool indie games that we all love and adore a lot more than the AAA games on on a usual basis as, yeah. as an average. Yeah. And I would super duper freaking love to see the Japanese indie scene have that kind of stimulation of, of, of absolutely stellar talent flooding away from, from their soulless unfulfilling jobs at these companies that were just bleeding them dry for for no one's benefit except the investors right and actually make cool games again yeah much like koji igarashi yep. who is launching a castlevania inspired kickstarter called bloodstained yeah this actually looks really cool <laughs> yeah it looks it looks it looks even hater man this is as the yeah, voice this is the year of the <laughs> fucking like, David Hayter fucking <laughs> spitting in the face of Konami right, right there. Right. Yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty like I love that this oh, was man. on the like the Kickstarter went up on the same day that your video got DMCA'd. 
Mm-hmm. It was, it was the funny. Yeah, it was the funniest thing because everyone was like, "Oh fuck Konami," and then some guy who used to make Castlevania for Konami <laughs> was like, not, "Yeah, not, fuck not Konami." Some, not some guy. The guy who made uh, Symphony of the Night, fucking just like. Oh, by the way, guys, you, you, hey. I, I hear you're saying fuck Konami over there. Would you like to look at my new game? So, so he moonwalks through a castle in front of the crowd and says, thank you for your support. Yeah. Have you guys seen this video? It's adorable. No, I haven't seen the video, but oh I've been meaning God, to watch that. Oh my God, it's such that. a good Kickstarter video. I've been meaning to watch that, and I've been meaning to watch... Uh, did you guys hear that um, a speedrunner named uh, Rom Scout? had the opportunity to live stream uh, the day the Kickstarter went up. He live streamed Symphony of the Night with Igarashi and showed him like the speedrun tricks. Oh, wow. That sounds really, really interesting, actually. Yeah, a I, really interesting marketing move. From what I heard, it was like a very, it was like all my my speedrunning community friends were like, you gotta like watch the video afterwards, watch the video. And so I still need to do that. But uh, yeah, Rom Scout is like an ex- incredibly... Uh, notable speedrunner. He works for Twitch, and he like oversees a lot of the GDQ events and everything, or is is part of that process. And it was like, imagine that freaking opportunity. Like, oh yeah, I'm a very notable speedrunner of this game. I get to show the person who made the game, like me speedrunning it, and show them all like the glitches and stuff. Like that's fucking cool. And I'm wondering if it like actually was an effective marketing stunt because. Even after seeing ukulele just like blow through all its goals in record times right. last week, that's that's kind of happening again here. They oh, they yeah. got their goal on day one. They asked for five hundred thousand. As of recording, they're at two million right now. Jeez, they're, they're, they're like quadrupling their their goal here. Yeah. So um, this they're, is the year gonna... of the spiritual successor, man. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm just. It feels like 2012 again. Which which I'm okay with. Yeah, 2012 was a good year. 2014 wasn't. 2012 was okay. 2015's going pretty good so far. I, it, 2012 was the year when the world didn't end, and I'm pretty okay with that. It feels like this year is just changing a lot of things. I feel like it's oh, yeah. more grand. Like, it, to, 14 was so bad and so like intense that 2015 is is kind of like I don't know. Like everyone's just just way more mellow. Yeah, and actual good games are coming out. Right, right. And, and that that for some reason happened in March. Oh man! Oh, March was so great this year. Yeah. Best March ever. It's yeah, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting thing this year. Like, I don't know. We're I like most of us have like a newfound like faith in Kickstarter just because like things like Pillars of Eternity and Shovel Knight are out and people like them, mm-hmm. and so now we're seeing things like. Uh, ukulele and bloodstained which are you know big developers or i mean big big name developers like going into kickstarter stuff for things that people do want and it's just like ah like this is great it's exciting like yeah we've been waiting for 2015 since 2012 right because that's when (laughs) the first big kickstarters were were being funded which includes a lot of stuff that came out this year um there was there was pillars and wasteland and uh well wasteland was last year but yeah. there was also broken age the very first one which did end up kind of disappointing 
but yeah. still like all the other most of the other high profile kickstarters from from a few years ago have ended up producing some of the, fav- the favorite games of their respective years yeah yeah definitely so it seems to be working out for the most part which mm-hmm. which is is nice it's it's nice to see uh good results for once yeah it's it's nice to have good news is what is essentially what this boils down to for me yeah and and it's funny this um konami thing with the dmca takedown that was good news like that brought a lot a lot that was good news for me of course and and also like i'm fucking ecstatic to hear that it was youtube who who stepped in and removed the dmca claim there's still a possibility that that they literally did forget to fill out a bubble on the form yeah. but from c- what i s- can see on my end it literally looks like a fundamental misunderstanding of what a dmca claim should be used for right. and youtube correcting them on that which they have not done in all the previous instances where this exact same case has happened before yeah it's great it is a great thing Makes it is me a happy. good thing that they took down my video yep <laughs> Yeah, and it only happened for eleven hours. There weren't there weren't super duper serious repercussions. I'm getting like unanimous support from everyone on the internet. Mm-hmm. It feels really inspiring, I guess, to see like everyone be on my side about a thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I should try not to let it get to my head, but we'll see how that goes in the coming <laughs> months. You know? Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's uh, <clears throat> Konami pulling out of of console gaming entirely. Uh, the, the quotes from the president sound absolutely disgusting, but what, like I was saying earlier, the the optimistic silver lining of this could be a them losing a whole lot of talent who would end up making better games without them. Right. And and kickstarting the Japanese indie game development scene, which is already pretty fucking rad. Yeah. And, and turning it into something stellar, because like, as great as Western indie games are, there are some Japanese indie games out there who have like such, such an amount of a lot of the Love. shmup scene there is so much polish yeah. put into every single aspect of a yeah. good japanese independent shmup that it is mind-blowing and i i would so love to see more more developers do that and branch out into more genres and recapture a lot of the uh, excitement and creativity that they lost after putting in so many years and, and almost an entire console generation into these companies that are just not producing results for them or mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I think just the the most interesting thing about this whole like crazy situation is just how fast Konami became everybody's least favorite publisher. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's definitive. Like m- pretty much everywhere I see like well I hated EA but like now nothing is worse than Konami. I saw somebody call Konami the antichrist of gaming. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that was a comment on your video today. Oh, it would gosh. be wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I still like want to rank them as as far high up there. Like it it, it was kind of evident a few years ago because there's so many instances in the past year where I was thinking to myself, you know, what does Konami have besides Metal Gear? And not mm-hmm. really coming up with an answer. And so yeah. it just I guess kind of seemed inevitable that all of all of their usable franchises would wheedle down to just Metal Gear before nothing at all. Right. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know. And on, on another level, like, what's, what's, what's sad is that we are not the target audience for these mm. free to play little whale mining mobile games that sell features. 
The, the sad reality is that less than 1% of that market supports it, and it's uh, very, very likely people who have serious gambling and, and addiction issues. But like, even if they hold on to these franchises and, and don't pass them out, yeah. they're, they're only going to lose more talented people like, like mm-hmm. Igarashi and Kojima. And um, I, I'm really interested to see if, if we get a new uh, survival horror Japanese game made by someone whose name we suddenly learn was the creative lead behind the, the Silent Hills back in the day. Yeah. I remember they, they shipped a lot of the original Team Silent off to mobile divisions even back then around like 2005 or six when they started handing them off to Western developers. So that was hap- this has been happening for like a long time, 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. They've just never been so like extreme and hostile and fast about all these moves yeah. as they have been in the past <laughs> two months. Yeah. Well, there you go. There it is. I'm happy. Are I you mean, guys happy? It, it's yeah. It's one of those weird. It's one of those weird instances where it's like all this stuff is bad, but at the same time, it's kind of more of a like you got to look at it as like there's a lot of bad stuff happening. Also, it's opening our eyes to the fact that like good is going to come from this. Like there's there's a future of good. And it's also opening your eyes to the bad stuff that does happen, which is like always the silver lining of bad things happening. Yeah. Is that at least these bad things aren't happening with no one knowing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like that, everyone, that's great. Yeah. everyone loves to complain about how the media is so inundated with reports of violence and crime when there's an actual correlation between how how crime rates in in most places in in the western world have generally been going down since the 1950s as coverage of crime increases right so whatever it's that's that's just like an interesting juxtaposition i guess and that's kind of what what feels like is happening here because yeah i played some of the best games in years in 2015 so i i really can't complain too hard and i hope the best for witcher 3 (laughs) <laughs> and, and perhaps, perhaps the best is yet to come. Dun dun dun! Gears, dun, dun. Gears of War remastered. Okay, sorry, I had to stop. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't, oh, yeah. Didn't that, that, get that, that leaked. Yeah, that was, that was a legit leak, not a marketing leak either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have the <laughs> uh, the bullet points for that story in front of me. Oh, it's fine. But um, we we got we got uh, questions. I don't know, like three minutes, three minutes. Gears um, of War, X-Bone. Uh, uh, we, should, we, should uh, we should do questions. It's fine, it's fine. It's Gears of War. Well, we, we don't have any more questions because we don't, we don't have forums <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, sorry, I sorry saw about the, that. I saw the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this is actually kind of an interesting story, and I, I do kind of wish I put it on the docket to some degree because the measure that Microsoft is taking against um, <laughs> the testers responsible for leaking the Gears of War remake, mm-hmm. they, they bricked their consoles. Oh. Which is only, like, probably a handful of people. I want to read into this article and clarify. But the headline reads, Microsoft, this is on IGN, Microsoft locks testers responsible for Gears of War remake leaks out of Xbox One consoles. Then if it's, like, a QA team, then it would be, like, no more than, than 30 people. And then even then you would have to narrow it down to the individuals responsible, which is like a cute slap on the wrist for releasing company secrets, right? Yeah. Trade secrets. Well, um, okay. Slap on the wrist, uh, how long does it last? How long is the, the bricking? The well, what, what, what's to prevent them from just making a new account on a new console? 
which well, I, I know that on, that like costs money, but yeah, it's lot, still lot it's a hell of a lot less than a fucking lawsuit. Yeah, less than a lawsuit, but I mean, it's still five hundred <laughs> bucks. I know that's I people know. who are getting paid turning into into five hundred bucks in the hole, which sucks. All right, so let's see here. Microsoft and VMCA claims have punished several testers of a rumored remastered edition of Gears of War for leaking content on the internet and breaking an NDA. Recently, multiple leaks were perpetrated by several GBTN community members, said a letter obtained by Kotaku. The letter went on to cite one particular person who had shared a screenshot on Snapchat, which then led to the screenshot being leaked out onto the internet. Anyone who broke this NDA... Um... Uh, was necessary to create an Xbox Live account. As a result, any of the people who shared or leaked this information has had their Xbox Live account disabled or rendered useless. Wait a second. Okay, there's a word here that changes everything, and that word is shared. Yeah, I heard it. Okay, as a result, any of the people who shared or leaked this information online has... The letter explains that the console lock will remain in effect for as long as Microsoft deems necessary. It's weird mm, because okay, how so do they, they can unlock know? it? Because uh, each it, there's two videos; they're both like 40 seconds long, and they don't have like uh, um, a name or code plastered onto the screen. Usually, what when you get inside of a beta and NDA beta, they usually have your um, I guess like a way or a code. In the background, oh, yeah, like your username, yeah, kind of in the mm-hmm. background, so they know who leaked the footage. But this didn't have any type of like indication. Any interesting, and in that word shared, oh god, that that sets me the wrong way because I remember this being kind of a big controversy today. But I was thinking in the back of my head, well, if it only affects 200 people and just locks them out of one console out of their entire life, then then why would this be such a huge controversy? This word shared, does, does, like, are they? locking the consoles of fans who who shared these little 30 second videos because if that's so that's what that's it shitty. sounds like i that, that that's so shitty that can't be right though oh man yeah. we are like learning about news in real time here on the tovg podcast because that might not even be right welcome back to tovg live <laughs> tovg live uh, so here is a story a from kotaku um Following a number of video leaks, the game testing company said in a memo that they permanently banned the leakers. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I have no issue with this if it's just with the leakers. They broke their company's NDA. They There is yeah. some expected punishment. And right. losing their jobs or facing a lawsuit is, is far more severe of a punishment than getting locked out of their console at home. Yeah. Or, I, I, yeah. Or, or, yes. yeah. Well, while I'm happy that I know now that they're at... Because I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, a yeah. We, we didn't time. even talk about that. I love <laughs> Gears of War. It's one of... It's the, great. my you favorite. Do shooter other than like halo Whoa. and battlefield um Them the old battlefield words. bad company too that was real good but like oh, it yeah, is my favorite shooter i just love the way it is it, it, the online is wonky and and garbage but like it's it's that good that you keep playing even though it's so broken um it's one of those games um i love that game and We've been wait like they they have to because they've been working on other gears. They have announced that for like a while now, maybe like a year, I guess mm-hmm. or so. So now that we have confirmation, I'm happy. Even though I feel like I definitely if the leakers should be like banned and lose their jobs because they you know that's NDA and everything like that. But I I'm happy for their loss. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> if anything. Um, it, 
this is like pre-alpha footage as well. This is uh, like someone said it was like two months ago footage. Like this is like old footage as well. And it's like pre-alpha. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. Great. Yeah. I, I'm. I mean, it's going to be on Xbone, so I won't get it. But I'm excited it, that it's going to exist. Yeah, it, it, it's 1080p, 60 FPS. Yes, you can go play the old games. I have all the old games. I've played them. That uh, they still have a community still playing those games up to this yeah. day. Yes, one, two, three, and a judgment, and it, and judgment, and ju- yeah, ju- yeah, <laughs> one, judgment two, three, is. We don't judgment. talk about judgment. <laughs> but it still has a community that doesn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> the real gear here is get her, gear gear heads. Don't talk about judgment. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But like, uh, it's yeah. It it the, the main thing is dedicated servers. As long as they have dedicated servers, I am happy about this. I don't care if it looks the same. Okay, 1080p, 60 FPS, dedicated servers i'm i'm fine with that they don't have to do anything mm-hmm. else i could care less about bells and whistles really i really don't care 60 bucks sure whatever all of them in one pack fine as long as they don't pull Sounds another halo me. anniversary where everything just breaks i don't i don't care like it, it, it this yeah. whole thing where it's like oh it's a big company and you know things are gonna break no 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 okay you're a big company you have money like to figure it out like i don't I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Let me play on day one. Dang it. Yeah. Let me play on day one. But please. You know that was a 2014 problem. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, and the <laughs> thing is, it's it's not. It wasn't just multiplayer. It was online um, co-op that was messed up too. Like everything was bad. Achievements weren't popping not up. That. Nothing. That's that no. was the big issue. Like everything was broken. Not just one thing. Everything. You can't play the game that you bought sixty dollars for. I'm sorry. Like I, I it, benefit of the doubt goes out of the window when these things happen multiple times, mm-hmm. and it goes to this like extent. Like you, you prepare for these things. Yes, you might have an overload of people. A lot of people might pre-order your game. Be prepared for it. Be prepared for it. Have things on separate servers. It, you know. It's, oh yeah. gosh. Okay. Whatever. I'm done. I I don't know if like less or more people pre-order games based on when they leak and or are announced intentionally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Leaks are weird. But anyways, um, we're gonna be wrapping up right now, so uh, you can all join us again next week. Hopefully, we'll have more uh, more more fun, mild, friendly controversies like we did this week for <laughs> uh, for the show next week. I know mm-hmm. it, it kind of sucks to see like konami kind of kind of pull out of of what made them so famous among us but it's important to remember they have many other divisions many other priorities and that just means that the people who have made it the company we love are going to leave eventually and make more stuff we love Mm -hmm. but i'm an optimist i guess in that regard (laughs) i hope metal gear Uh, is good i hope it's good i if they if they sell it to God, if they like sell it to Bethesda or Activision or something, they're just like fuck everything. <laughs> I would rather Metal Gear die in in Me Konami's coffers than than them even keep that shit going. Like like it was supposed to end so many long so many installations long ago, and there's like no definitive end to so many video game franchises out there. In anyways, I don't, that's probably a controversial opinion. But, yeah, um, I agree. something something I realized. 
uh, this is this is changing topics, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Because it's the end of the podcast. Something I realized is that uh, uh, George has been pushing the podcast at the end of his his videos, oh. and we've gained a lot of viewers in or a lot of listeners in the past uh, couple of months. So I think it would only be right at this point to say, uh, where can we find you and your stuff, Matt? Huh? huh? What? Where can we find you and your stuff on YouTube? We're we're Matt and Matt Visual and Sunder, and everybody knows George, but probably nobody knows who we are. Oh, 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 um, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I see what you're going at. Oh, you right. can you can find me at Matt Vi- well YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. <laughs> Spelled exactly how you think it yeah. is. Is there an underscore? No, no, no. Okay, no underscore. So exactly that was, how that you was think my it old is. Twitter, but I I killed the last person who had my real Twitter. And I deleted his account. And now I have Matt Visual on Twitter. Let let me know if you find the person IRL who has the the Twitter at Sunder so I can kill them. Okay, Um, will do. And in the the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at SunderCR and uh, my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash SunderGamer. And uh, and me and Matt make make game reviews and we make videos about games. You should check those out. Yeah, yeah. Watch them. Also go to to that one, VideoGamer.com, because that's where this podcast came from. And there's news articles, and there's George's videos, and my videos, and there's fan videos that are getting submitted and put up, and comics. It's great. It's a great place. It's, good. it's a great place. It's a great place. It's a great place. Until then, you'll find us here again next week on the TOVG podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.